0: Catchword number 273, Mastering the Idioms to Cave and to Fold, featuring Andrew and Cassie. Welcome back to Catchword, friends. Joining me today is my co-host Cassie. Hello, Cassie. How's it going?
1: Hey, Andrew, and hey, listeners. I'm doing great. I have a day off tomorrow in the middle of the week, so feeling good.
0: That is amazing. A middle-of-the-week day off. I think everybody would love to have a middle-of-the-week day off, Cassie, and I have to say, I'm a little bit jealous.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. I can't wait to sleep in.
0: Well, Cassie, I hope you have a great day off tomorrow, but for the here and now, we should get started with this episode. And so what our plan is for today is we have, in my opinion, a very helpful lesson lined up for everyone. And listeners, we're gonna teach you all about two idioms. Those two idioms are to cave and to fold. Now, both of these idioms are used to describe a situation where someone changes their stance or changes their mind or stops resisting due to some kind of external factor. Like it might be pressure or peer pressure or just realizing that you can't be successful or can't win. But there are some small differences between these two expressions, and that's what we'll teach you all about in this lesson.
1: Yeah, that's right. And by the end of this episode, not only will you understand when and how to use these two expressions, to cave and to fold, but you'll also grasp the subtle differences between them. These are great idioms to add to your vocabulary, helping your English listening and speaking skills take a significant step forward.
0: Yeah, I think after this lesson, everyone, you will be an expert in knowing about how to use these two idioms, to cave and to fold.
1: So, what we'll do in this lesson, everyone, is Andrew and I will explain what they mean, how you can use them, and we'll even listen to some example conversations so you can hear how native speakers use these expressions in real life situations.
0: And now, let's get started with this lesson by taking a look at the first expression, which is to cave, to cave. And this is a verb, so that's why we use it with to when it's in its infinitive form. And cave is spelt C-A-V-E. So for all of those listeners out there who don't have the transcript in front of them, the spelling of cave, C-A-V-E. Now, Cassie, maybe many of our listeners are thinking of a physical cave And maybe that's a good image to have in mind. It's kind of similar, and maybe we'll come back to the imagery in just a moment. But the definition of to cave means to give in or to surrender to something when you're under pressure. And Cassie, let's go back to that imagery for a second. When you hear this expression, what kind of image pops into your mind?
1: Actually, it's kind of a depressing image, but I think of a cave falling in on itself. For example, maybe an earthquake happened and the ceiling of the cave collapses and all of the rocks and stuff pile up and block the entrance.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think of maybe like a sinkhole instead of a cave. You know, from time to time in big cities, there will be sinkholes that happen like in the middle of the road. And essentially what happens is the road just falls into the earth, into this like big hole and... I guess it's because, well, I'm not an expert about why sinkholes occur, but I'm guessing it's because there's some kind of structural problem underneath that can't hold the weight of the load above it, and then it just caves and sinks into the earth, right? And you have this big hole. So I guess technically we're thinking about the same mental image in our minds.
1: Mm -hmm. And just like a physical cave or sinkhole will Fall under pressure. We usually use this expression to talk about a person's willpower or patience or plans just falling through under outside or physical pressures.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let me give our listeners a scenario here that will kind of, I think, really easily explain this expression. So, guys, imagine you've been planning to cook a healthy meal for dinner. But your kids keep asking for pizza. And I think a lot of parents have this problem, right? They want to, you know, feed their kids really healthy meals, but the kids just want to eat nuggets or pizza or something. So then, you know, the kids say, no, I don't want to eat that. And they beg you for like pizza, pizza, pizza. And then finally, you know, you're just too tired. So you say, okay, I cave. Let's just order pizza tonight. And then, I don't know, maybe you threaten them with a healthy meal for the next day. But that would be an example of caving, right? Because your kids were complaining and pressuring you to change the meal plan. And then under that pressure, you actually did change the meal plan. So that's caving.
1: Exactly. I think this happens a lot to people in their 20s and 30s as well at the end of the month where they might be trying to save money until they get their next paycheck. And their friends say, like, come on, man, just come out for one drink or we'll just go to dinner. It won't be that much. And you're like, no, I should really save money. And they go, please. And then you you cave in. You end up going and spending your money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of social situations or a lot of peer pressure situations are the kind of situations where we would use this expression But it's not limited just to personal situations. We can use this in those informal contexts, but also in formal contexts as well. In business situations, Or, for example, it would be totally fine to use this expression.
1: Exactly. Speaking of a business situation, I believe our first example dialogue is in a business type setting. Isn't that right, Andrew?
0: Yeah, so let's take a listen to that first example conversation using this expression, "to cave" right now. Do you think management will approve our proposal for more flexible work hours?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like initially they'd be against it, but with everyone's support, they might cave.
0: Yeah, so that's why it's important that we all attend the annual meeting. Let's encourage our coworkers to go too.
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: So, in this example conversation, we just heard two coworkers talking at the office, and they had a very interesting proposal that they were going to submit to management. And that was a proposal for more flexible work hours. So, I don't know, maybe starting earlier in the day and finishing earlier in the day, or who knows, flexible work hours. And so they were talking about whether or not management would approve that proposal. And one of the coworkers said, I'm not sure. I don't really know. But I think if many of us support that proposal, then they might cave. And so what this means is that the management might approve the request, which, you know, usually managers are pretty tight about the work hours, but they might approve that request. If there is a lot of pressure. So if there is a lot of pressure from all the employees, then they would cave and they would change their minds and they would be persuaded to give the employees flexible work hours.
1: I wonder how common this is in real life.
0: I have a feeling not too common, but you never know. I guess it really depends on the kind of business that it is. Okay, and should we listen to another example conversation now, Cassie?
1: Yeah, let's do it Alright Wow, hey Jamie, weird seeing you here I thought you weren't coming with us to the concert tonight
0: Yeah, I wasn't planning on going But then Sarah guilt tripped me So I caved and here I am
1: All right, so in this example conversation, we have a friend, Jamie, who was not going to go to the concert with his friends, but he caved in. He buckled under the pressure and decided to go. I really like another expression that was used in this example, which was guilt tripped me. Sarah guilt tripped me into coming. Andrew, you want to describe guilt tripped for our listeners?
0: Yeah, so if somebody guilt trips you, It's another expression that means like to convince or make somebody do something that they probably initially didn't want to do, but the way that they make you do that thing is to make you feel guilty. So that's where the guilt trip comes from. And yeah, super common expression. We use it all the time in our everyday lives and an excellent one for listeners to add to their vocabulary.
1: Yeah, you could call your friends out on their guilt tripping too. You could be like, hey. Are you guilt tripping me right now?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And Cassie, I want to point out an expression that you just mentioned a second ago, which was to buckle under. And that's also a really common idiomatic expression that has essentially the same meaning as to cave. If you buckle under the pressure, it just means due to some kind of external pressure from a friend or coworker or somebody that you do something that you initially didn't want to do.
1: Exactly. There are a lot of idioms similar to buckle under or to cave in. You could give in, you could yield to someone, or you could back down from your position or your opinion.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, one final thing before we move on to the next expression is, Cassie, let's talk quickly about the difference between to cave And it's phrasal verb equivalent, to cave in. Because I feel like a lot of listeners are going to be curious about that. So, just using your native speaker intuition, do you have a kind of feeling about what the difference between to cave and to cave in is? I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but it's kind of an interesting question.
1: Well, a physical thing usually uses cave in. So, for example the roof caved in or the street caved in. However, a person doing a physical action, this phrasal verb, you could use caved or caved in depending on the situation.
0: So for instance, in that last example conversation that we heard, that character Jamie caved in and decided to go to the concert, or you could say he caved and decided to go to the concert. Both work in this kind of situation.
1: Well, Andrew, on that note, should we move to expression number two?
0: Yeah, expression number two is to fold. And fold is spelt F-O-L-D. And I think poker players are going to be familiar with this one because this expression originally does come from the game of poker. And essentially what it means is to give up or to stop trying, especially in some kind of competitive situation. So they're kind of connected, right? Like to cave in or to cave, this is when you give up and you stop trying to resist some kind of outside pressure. However, to fold is when you just realize like, I've got no chance of being successful or I'm never going to win this game or something like that. And it's kind of your own self-realization that makes you give up or quit.
1: Exactly. I think you might use this expression a lot when talking about businesses as well. For example, you could say a business has folded. They've gone bankrupt.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that one, but that's exactly correct. So, yeah, when you're playing poker and you fold, it's just when you realize that you're never going to be able to win that hand of poker, so you usually just throw your cards on the table and you say, "Fold." But we also use it, yeah, in many other situations when you just know that you won't be able to succeed.
1: Yeah, it's better to quit while you're ahead.
0: Exactly. And Cassie, I've got another scenario here that I've prepared that I will share with you that I think will explain it very well. So listeners and Cassie too, I want you to imagine in your house that you're trying to assemble a piece of furniture using really confusing instructions. And I think many of us have had this experience where maybe you go to Ikea or some kind of store like that and you buy a shelf and you think it's gonna be easy to assemble and it turns out that it's really difficult. So you struggle for a few hours and then you decide to just say to your partner or your roommate or somebody, you know, I think I'm gonna fold on this one and maybe hire someone to assemble it because you just realize that it's too difficult for you to actually figure out how to assemble that piece of furniture.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can either keep going and risk your marriage and happiness or (laughs) fold and hire somebody else to do it.
0: Exactly. So with that being said, I think we're ready to move on to the example conversations. So let's take a listen to the first one now. I've been trying to fix this old clock for weeks, but it just keeps stopping.
1: Man, sounds tough. Are you going to fold and get a new one?
0: I think so. It's just not worth the hassle anymore. Okay, let's break this example conversation down. So we hear two friends talking and one of the friends, I guess is kind of like a guy who likes to tinker and tinker means to, you know, fix and play with machines. And so he's been trying to fix an old clock. It sounds like he gets it running and gets it working, but then it breaks quickly again. So his friend asks him, are you going to fold and get a new one? And here fold just means quit, right? Are you going to quit and just buy a new clock? Like, why are you investing all of this time and effort into trying to fix an old clock that just keeps breaking? So in response to that, he says, yeah, I think so. It's just not worth the time and trouble anymore.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, Andrew. But let's listen to another example to get another perspective.
0: Yeah, okay. So here we go with example number two.
1: (sighs) I've been studying for the chemistry exam forever, but it's really hard.
0: So are you thinking you're just going to fold and drop the class?
1: You know, I'm considering it. Maybe I'll take it next semester with a different professor. All right. In this example conversation, one person is really struggling in their chemistry class and she's considering whether or not she wants to fold and drop the class. Does she want to cut her losses and try again next semester? Or does she want to keep pushing through and try to pass the difficult chemistry exam?
0: Exactly. Cassie, before we wrap this episode up, I do have a couple of similar expressions that I would like to share with our listeners that are very similar in meaning to to fold. And one is a really fun idiom, actually. It's to throw in the towel, to throw in the towel. And this just means give up or quit. And I think originally it comes from boxing. Like if you were a boxing coach and your boxer was... Like getting really beat up in a match, and you wanted to stop the fight and save your boxer, then you could throw a white towel into the boxing ring. And in that situation, the ref would stop the fight. So, to throw in the towel means to quit. And you could easily say, in, for instance, that previous example conversation, you know, the friend was saying, I've been studying for the chemistry exam, but it's really hard. And I just want to throw in the towel. I just want to quit, right? It would be perfectly acceptable in that kind of situation. So that's a really good one to add to your vocabulary as well, listeners, to throw in the towel. And another one is to give up. And the reason why I wanted to focus on give up is because both to fold and to cave have give equivalents. Cave has give in. You give in to pressure or you give in to a request, you give in to a demand. Whereas with to fold, you give up and. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. They both have those weird phrasal verbs that I think are really difficult for many learners to understand because it has nothing to do really with giving, like giving a present or giving a gift, right? Instead, give in means to fold to some kind of external pressure and give up means to quit.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Well, everybody, that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you for tuning in and congratulations for completing another English lesson with us. Amazing
1: job. Just to recap, we learned two expressions today. The first expression was to cave and the second expression was to fold.
0: If you're looking to connect with like-minded English learners and dive deeper into the discussions about what you hear on q then I have good news for you. We have a Discord server and it's an active online community where you can connect and communicate with Culips listeners from around the world who are as passionate as you are about improving your English fluency. Plus, it's free. So to join, just follow the link in the description for this episode and we'll be continuing our conversation about this episode on the Discord. So we'll see you over on the server. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time when we're back with another brand new episode. Bye-bye. See ya. That brings us to the end of this lesson. Talk to you next time. Bye.